So in your bulletin, you see, and I, and I will just, I'm just going to give you a quick outline of, of where we're at. The, the title of the sermon is Don't Give Up. And I want to encourage you fathers this morning to not give up. Don't give up. Have you ever felt like that? I mean, have you ever gotten to that point where you just, you want to throw in the towel, you're done, things are so frustrating, you feel like you're getting nowhere, and you're just done. Now, if you're honest, sometimes you might feel that way being a father with your kids and just your home. It can get frustrating. But let's not stay on that note. Let's, let's think about the positive and let's think about the truth of what God does and how God has enabled us, as Miss Irene said, for us to be everything God wants us to be and to be who uh, he intended for us to be. And so please don't give. And, and let me give up. And let me, let me just to say this. Why, what is the reason that you shouldn't give up? I mean, you think about it, and if we're honest, what is the main reason, the truth, behind why we shouldn't give up as fathers? And if we're honest with ourselves and we think about it, it's because, well, we've got little eyes watching us, or you've got older eyes watching you, or you've just got eyes watching you. That's why you shouldn't give up. Now, I said this in first service, and I will just say it very quickly here. One of the, one of the most disappointing things about myself, and it's hard for me to admit this, Really hard to admit this because I'm not usually like this. But I'm not, I'm not a quitter. I mean, I'm not usually one who, I'm not generally like that. But I know Pastor Dan's not here. I see Ron and Mike back there. But one of the, one of the, one of the worst things that, that, that you can ever do is give up. And playing on the golf course, I've had like three or four occasions over the past few years where we're halfway through and it, and you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Like, I, literally, I'm done. I give up. I'm done. I, I give up. I, I, it's over. I threw in the towel. I'm done. I, I've had it. I'm frustrated. It's not going well. I don't care to try. I don't want to try. Whatever, right? Now, I don't generally do that with anything else, but because I'm just competitive and it's because of, I want to always be better and it's myself and I'm playing against myself and so on and so forth, there's no excuse though, right? But let me tell you something. Giving up is you never learn anything from that. What do you learn from giving up? Nothing. I should have manned up even in those few occasions and you can at least learn to just persevere. Boy, that's something we need. Even if you stink, just keep going to the end. It's not that far away. But listen, I've done, and you know, you know what? It's the worst thing you get home, and you don't feel better about yourself when you do that. It's not an option as a Christian. And let me just tell you that God doesn't allow you to make it an option because of what he provides. Don't give up, fathers, when it gets crazy hard and you're tempted to just withdraw because you've had a long day and I need five hours of silence and quiet in my room or whatever it is. Or my hobby, you fill in the blank. It, that, that does, that, that's giving up. That is giving up. That's what that is. You don't think everybody else is tired? Listen, I understand. But listen, I, I, I'm not here to squash you and put you down. That's not the point. The point is, is that I'm there too. We're all there. We all experience it. Whether you're a mother or a father, but as a father now, we experience those things. Don't give up. Now, let me just give you. Why you shouldn't give up. First, number one, don't give up because God the Father is with you. I just tell you, you shouldn't give up because God's presence is with you. 
How do I know that? Well, we know that simply as Christians because simply put, and I'll skip everything else I wrote, is that God made that promise he gave his word. You know, we know the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 where Jesus said that we should go into all the world and we should make disciples of all men and teach them. And you know, you know those verses, right? And then at the end of verse 20, the second half of verse 20, he says, and listen, and I am with you until the end. I am never leaving you. I'm never going away. My presence will be with you. You know, one of the amazing things about Moses before God, when God called him, and, and there's a few cases where he reveals himself, but then Moses is going along and things get tough. And he wanted to throw in the towel. The people of God are yelling at him. Everything is going rough. Nothing's going good. He has his own struggles. He's tired. He's angry. He's frustrated. And God has a meeting with him. And God says, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And God says, listen, Moses says, I'll go, but I ain't doing nothing unless your presence goes with me. Now, you know what? It's so in God's nature, and he, and he wants, when he calls, he wants to enable you and empower you as a father, as a Christian, as whoever you are. It applies to all of us. Don't give up, because God's presence is with you, and he's not withdrawing that. Do you withdraw from his presence? Well, sure, but he's not going anywhere. And Moses said, I'm not going if your presence isn't going. I don't want to get ahead of you. I don't want to be behind you. I don't want to tell you what to do. But if your presence isn't going, I'm not going. But we have the presence. And God says, sure, surely my presence will go with you, he said. You can read it there in Exodus chapter 33. My presence. You have God's presence with you. Psalm 23 and verse 4. We know what it says in verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. And you see that throughout Scripture, God's presence is with you as his child. And even, listen, Miss Irene said she wasn't even a Christian, but she saw how God's hand was still in her life. God's presence was there, and he was drawing her and leading her, and she looked back and she realized God had a plan for her life. But God's, you're not going to run away from God's presence. Psalm 139 tells us that. God knows all, he sees all, and he's with you always, everywhere, all the time. He's not leaving you. He's not leaving you. You can... Have that confidence. Don't give up because you know that you're not alone and God's presence is with you. Secondly, don't give up because God provides everything you need. Miss Irene touched on this, but because of God's provision, don't give up because of his provision. He gives you everything that you need, not what you want. You know, like when I get home, I want 20 hours of peace and silence. Well, not going to happen, right? But God gives you everything you need. He gives you all that. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, Jesus said, If you, though you are evil, talking about men he's talking to, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, hold on, let me say that again, how much more will your Father in heaven, there we go, the Father in heaven again is God, give good gifts to those who ask him. Good gifts. Good gifts aren't always gifts you want. They're what you need. And he always gives you what you need. You, you might desire that, and he puts desire in our but we, what we need, and he gives you good gifts. And when you ask him in Luke's gospel, he says, it's the same kind of a parallel scripture. He says, how much more will, will if, if, if your sons, if your if you're earthly fathers, if you ask for an egg, are you going to give them a snake? He says, no, well, how much more then? If you're evil, he says, how much more will God not give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? He wants to give you everything good. And the best thing he ever gave to us was was salvation. In John chapter 10, verse 28 to 30, Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. 
No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Hold on, put a break on something. Let me back up. My Father is greater than all. We know, we, we, we're familiar with what he says, no one will take, but my Father is greater than all. Anything, everything, everywhere, he's greater than all. Then he says, no one will snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. He is greater than all, and he can easily provide everything that you need. Do you need wisdom? Do you need guidance? Do you need, James tells us that if we ask, and, he, and it says very clearly that if you're lacking wisdom, by the way, there are a lot of fathers who have so much knowledge they have no wisdom. Because wisdom is taking all the knowledge and applying it the right way. And I'll even go further and saying and applying it God's way, righteously. That's wisdom. And the Proverbs teach us about that. But listen, if you, if you need wisdom, God provides that. He will give you that wisdom that you need. And he says actually that he will give it if you ask. And he says God gives generously in verse 18, I'm sorry, in verse 8, to all without finding fault. He's not going to go up to you and say first, oh, you're a father and you want wisdom with your kids? Well, let me see. Hmm. you did this, you did that. Wait a minute, one time you went there. Oh, and just this morning you yelled at your kid in a very bad attitude and tone. It was very discouraging. No, he says that if you ask him for wisdom without reproach or without finding fault in you, he's going to give you wisdom. You got to ask and you got to relinquish your own and take God's. You ask. It's a promise. God provides that. And boy, do we need wisdom to be fathers. God provides. Don't give up because God will give you everything you need. And you know what? He's greater than all and he provides what you need. And you shouldn't give up thirdly because God the Father gives you his protection. We just read about that, how no one could snatch him out of my hand. Man, when you're in God's hand, man, no one, no, it's like the, the strongest glue in the world. You're there, man. No one's going to rip you out of there. It's impossible the strong right hand of God. And that right hand of God is used in a lot of the poetic literature in the Psalms. That strong, mighty rant, the right hand of God. It's, it's, it's language of strength and power and endurance. And when you're in his hand, you ain't going anywhere. God's got you and he protects you and he keeps you and he'll take you all the way. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26 says, Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress. There we go. You're a father and you fear God. You reverence him. You honor him. You obey him. You understand who he is. You respect him and you understand his holiness, his righteousness, and you want to please him more than men or even your own kids. And you want to please him first. You have a secure fortress. You are safe. You're protected. Nothing can touch you. And then look at the next next phrase. It says, and for their children, it will be a refuge. What is going to be a refuge for your children? Your fear of God. Because that's where your fortress is. And when you model that for your kids and you show that, you bring them in under that protection. And then they will hopefully, God willing, want to follow you there. And they'll have that fear of the Lord and they'll have protection. And they'll be safe. And no one will take them out of God's hand when they give their lives over to Jesus. Amen? Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress. And for their children, it will be a refuge. You're protected and they'll be protected. Amen? We all know Psalm 91. You want to talk about protection? I'm just going to reference Psalm 91. You can read it when you go home if you don't know it. you got to get in the presence of God. Oh, we're going back to the presence. You get in His presence. You stay connected. You go under His wings and you dwell in the shadow of His wings. You're covered. You're protected. Nothing touches you. You are protected. Don't give up because you're protected. 
It's powerful stuff to know that we can keep going and endure and persevere because God's got our back. Fourthly, we can keep going and not give up as fathers because God the Father is faithful. In other words, he doesn't give up on you. If you want any reason to not give up, it's simply because God doesn't give up on you. You know how I know? The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 1 that the one who started that work in you, he's faithful and he'll bring it to completion. God never starts something he can't finish. He didn't start creation and then all of a sudden said, oh man, some of the reptiles and fish I'm creating, they're gross, I'm done. And he didn't get to the beautiful other animals that walked on the land. He, just, he didn't stop there and say, that's nasty, forget it. He went all the way and did everything. And then he even created man and woman, right? He went all the way. He didn't, and then when he was done, he said, I'll take a break because this is awesome stuff. I finished what I started. And then the work kept going and he already had a plan in his mind because he knew, he knew one day that he'd have to reconcile man to himself. But he had an amazing plan and he doesn't, he doesn't start what he can't finish. He doesn't call you to be a father or make you a father and say, eh, you do it on your own, do your own thing, whatever, whatever happens. No. He's already promised his presence. He provides for you everything you need. He gives you his protection. And so now he's faithful to that because he can't deny himself. He's true. Um, in, in 2 Timothy, it says uh, in verse 13, chapter 2, it says that God is faithful. And even if we're faithless or unfaithful, that he remains faithful because he can't deny himself. It's so contrary to his nature to not be faithful. He can't do that. So if he says something, he's going to do it. And if he says, I'm going to be with you, he's going to be there. If he says, I'm going to protect you, he's going to protect you. If he says that my presence will be with you, I will be with you. I'm, I'm there. I'm going to be there all along. I'll provide everything you need. I, I, I promised it. And if you ask me, I will give you what you need. Rely on me. And you're going to make it. Don't give up. He's faithful. Do you know, he is so faithful to give us what we need, of course, but he's faithful to his word. He's faithful to forgive. Boy, if there's anything we need is that we need to learn to keep going to God the Father. Because one of the, str- the, the weaknesses that we have as men is that we don't want to admit that we're wrong. Well, that's humanity, but I mean men especially, right? We don't want to admit that we're wrong. And when you're wrong in, with your wife or your spouse or anybody else in your home, when you're wrong with your children, are you ready to ask for forgiveness? See, God is so faithful to forgive. And he wants us to come. So when we sin, when we mess up, we fall short. We run to him. And you know what? It's a beautiful picture. And, and I'm, it's, it's a little wider and more reaching. But we know the, the, the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. Oh, that's a picture of God's faithfulness to forgive. His faithfulness to love. His faithfulness to be patient. His faithfulness to restore. His son isn't, we know how he wasted everything. And he's way down the driveway. He's waiting every day. That's the God, the father. He's waiting and waiting. And far away, he sees down that long country driveway. Oh, wait, that's my, I recognize him. And he doesn't even wait. He runs out there to meet him with arms open wide. He jumps on him and he hugs him. And he's loving him to death because he's faithful. When you turn back to him, God is faithful to forgive you, restore you, and empower you all over again. But you got to run back to him. You got to run back to him. And he'll do it. He's faithful to forgive. He's faithful to finish what he started. And if he started it, he's going to do it. Amen? Amen. Lastly, don't give up. Because God the Father is going to reward you. He's going to reward you. Now, I know. You know, I don't know. Did I become a father for the rewards? I mean... Yeah, yes, there's a, yes, and no. I mean, because you know what comes with the territory. It's both, right? But, but God rewards you for that. 
God rewards you for your faithfulness to him in return because he's faithful to you and because you don't give up and you do what he wants you to do and, and you're a faithful father. I mean, if you read the principle in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, it applies to even fathering, not to mention everything we do with people around us because the apostle Paul says, let us not become weary or tired and let our arms droop down in doing good. He says, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we Do not give up. We don't give up. Why don't we give up? Well, wait a minute. We have God's presence. We have his protection. We have his provision in our lives, everything we need. And we have his promise of his faithfulness. So wait a minute. We don't give up and we keep going. If we do not give up. So don't give up because there is a reward. I can't describe for you in detail and exactly what your reward will be, but I'm going to tell you something already. You already have one. It's eternal life. You have eternal life, I would say, now, but you have eternal, because we have, it's, it's here. We have it. We're walking in that life that he's given us and that hope and expectation, but we have that reward here, but we're going to have it later in the future. We're going to have that reward by being faithful to God and to not giving up and enduring and persevering, and then when the going gets tough, you just keep going and pushing. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36 says, let us, he says, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he promised. Now, there are, there are examples of things we're going to receive. We're going to get diff- different crowns that God's going to give out. He's going to give us the right to judge other people and to the nations with him together. He's going to give us the reward of sitting at the table and eating with him at the marriage supper of the Lamb. He's going to give us the reward of, well, the greatest reward of all is to be face-to-face with Jesus. Not like this. I mean, it's, it's awesome as it is, and it's powerful, and it's amazing. But like this, face-to-face. The reward of that, of not giving up and knowing that. And so we have those. Listen, the reward, when we're faithful and we keep going and we are not giving up and we're enduring, is that we, we see fruit here and now and we see fruit in the future. Like, what about the fruit of knowing and seeing your children become what you're teaching them? Not because you did it, but because the Holy Spirit's working in their lives and you're teaching them truths and you're modeling it for them. Don't give up. Even when you fall down, get back up and you model for them hey man, when I get knocked down, I get right back up and I go to God and I say, God, forgive me, strengthen me again and I keep going. Am I talking too fast for you? <laughs> keep going. You show them that what's going on in, in, in your life and how to grow in Jesus and to be righteous. And then you have this joy. You have it here and you'll have it there. You have the joy of seeing the, the, the life of Christ being lived out in your children or in those you're impacting and touching, but especially your children. There's joy that we get. Don't give up. There is a reward coming. It's the eternal life you're going to have. And there's other stuff. And I don't know what other stuff God's going to give you because it's going to be different for me than you and others. But we, are, we have examples and we have, we have uh, uh, pictures in the scripture of things we're going to get. I don't know. Is he going to give me a bonus ruby in my crown? I don't know. I have no idea. He can do whatever he wants, but there's rewards. He's going to reward us. And we're going to be in his presence. So as I close, let me just say this. Don't ever, ever, ever give up. Don't give up. Don't give up as a father. For those of you who aren't fathers, don't give up as a Christian. 
Because all these truths apply. We don't have to give up because we know we have God's presence. We know He provides for us everything we we need, so we don't give up. He strengthens us. We don't give up because we have His protection. That's awesome stuff. And we don't give up because we know He's faithful, and if He said it, He's going to do it. So we hang on and we keep going, and we know that because we keep going, He's going to reward us. He's going to reward us. Don't ever give up. I close with these words in Ephesians chapter 3 with the Apostle Paul. And he had a prayer. And I'm simply going to read this prayer as our closing. I know Miss Irene prayed for us, but I just, I just pray that this would be a reality in our lives as well. Fathers, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Lord, I pray that that would be the truth and that would be real in our lives as men and as fathers and and even as Christians for all of us, Lord God, that we would never give up, Lord God, and we would grow in the fullness of the knowledge of you, Lord God, and that we would just be so overflowing with your attributes, with your holiness, your righteousness, your love, Lord God, your compassion, Lord God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to never, ever give up because you're with us. And you always will be with us. You protect us. You provide for us. And thank you, Lord, that you're faithful. And Lord, we look forward to that reward with seeing you face to face. We're so grateful for your promises. Bless our dads. Bless our fathers. Bless our families. Bless each home. Bless us as we go. May this day be marked with joy and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Happy Father's Day, fathers. Amen.